0: All right, hey everybody, this is Ashley.
1: And this is Aaron. I'm so sorry. look. Keep it going. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: Can we getting this out? guys welcome back to another week's minisode of a A perspective Perspective. i'm ashley and i'm aaron and thank you guys so much for joining us another week we appreciate it as always welcome we are super excited yes we are super excited to bring you another minisode and before we get started i will let aaron tell everyone exactly what a minisode is
1: A mini-sode is exactly how it sounds. It's a mini-episode. It's a smaller version of our full-length episode where we just spend a little time on one piece of it, digging a little deeper, and hopefully keeping it shorter than the actual episode itself. And that's a mini-sode.
0: And that is a mini-sode. All right. So, guys, if you listen to our mini-sode, I want to say, like... Maybe two ago? Was it one or two mini-sodes ago? We did a recap of a couple of episodes of Insecure because that's what we've been watching. And we're taking the portion of what we're watching from our regular episodes and turning them into little mini-sodes because we're both watching Insecure. We love it. And as always, there are so many great topics to talk about for us to get up here and run our mouth mm-hmm. about. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what we will be doing again in this week's mini and we are going to recap both uh, the last couple of episodes right because we hadn't really talked about episode 6 with Issa and now episode 7 with Molly right yes. am I right with that yep. 6 and 7 yes uh, do you have the titles of the show uh, of those episodes I usually do have them. hold on you usually do because you usually give us the synopsis <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Aaron! Yeah, shit. oh i love that okay i almost want to keep this in damn it Aaron! all right so Aaron, do you have the uh synopsis of the episode no, I mean, oh 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 <laughs> shit shit i thought you was ready you said okay I th- <laughs> lord oh well why are you don't let me just turn the okay. fan on real quick hot how fuck. Fly- oh I'm hey ready. damn now you would be ready <laughs> when i didn't turn the fan on all right, but before we get started talking about that, Aaron, do you have the synopsis from episodes, what, six and seven?
1: Like, yes, give, give I us do. the titles
0: and synopsis.
1: Okay, so episode six, low key done. In need of some positive vibes after the block party, Issa goes out of her way to do good for random people across Los Angeles, eventually turning to an unlikely source for comfort. Kelly urges her friends to reconcile.
0: Okay. So let's start with that episode. And all right, so I'll be brief because I mean, if I'm being honest, I did not rewatch that one (laughs) before we decided to record, but I remember enough of it to discuss it and pretty much just give an overview. So we start off pretty much by seeing Issa in the bed and she's checking her phone. Like it looks like she's, some would think maybe she's checking to see if she has any messages from Molly. But no, she doesn't have anything from Molly. But what she does have are a bunch of, like, positive feedback comments from the block party, right? But she seems like she can't even be bothered with that. Like, she's she's in her feelings. Like, clearly in her feelings. So, she gets up. She starts cleaning up. Some key moments of some conversations that she has. So, one, Amal calls to check on her. He leaves a voicemail. We see her uh, assistant check on her. And then Kelly. And Kelly. Kelly had me so weak with that baby, like Kelly, but which I also <laughs> thought is, okay, another glimpse into maybe uh, this this idea of, of Tiffany having postpartum, right, because Kelly is over there with the crying baby, and we don't even see Tiffany. I think and,
1: something happens in episode eight, too, with it, but we're, okay, but that's foreshadowing.
0: I mean, we're gonna see, we're gonna see. Oh, I can't wait for episode eight, but we'll talk about that later on in the episode. Anyway, so... Issa gets up, it's like she starts cleaning up and she goes on about her day. So just some random things happening to Issa while she was out. One, let's talk about the pregnant uh <laughs> the pregnant chick in yeah. love. <laughs> uh, yes. And Issa's uh was she oh Issa's card declined. And I guess before she was about to like pull out her other card, the girl was like, That's okay. You've taught me perspective today.
1: Hey, a perspective with Aaron and Ashley. <laughs>
0: <Plug>. <laughs> but I was weak about that. I was. Like, I was yes. weak about
1: the cashier's response to it didn't go through. It's not. Yeah.
0: no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> nope that that time didn't work either. Yeah. So, but Isu was still like, you know, she was on her. Let me help her get Samaritan date. And I think this came after a conversation, maybe with Nathan. Is that where she got that whole idea from? but like, I think Nathan has said something positive. For her Nance for yes, probably. For you know, give you he brother. gives her
1: a lot of good ideas.
0: He does I'm not even gonna deny that he is he positive really he is
1: a positive perspective that told Good you did I tell you
0: her. Somebody I can't remember who I was listening to or what I was watching or listening to, but somebody put it in like a great perspective for me that uh, how I feel about him because it's like I like him. But then the the whole thing. And so somebody said, I just don't know how to feel about him because he's like seemingly this great guy. and He seems good for her, like as far as like um, positivity and motivating her. But he ghosted her and it was just something about the way that he ghosted her just does not sit well with, you know. And wanting to wanting this to be like a good thing for Issa. So I think that's kind of still why I'm like a little hesitant on Nanceford. Like, yeah, he cool. He didn't give her some good advice. But, dude, I just need you to be a better communicator. But who knows? We'll see what things go. I mean, we're,
1: we're on episode who six. Who knows? But <laughs> if you got to episode seven, I hope that that at least you felt a little different about that. I did. Because like, I think there was some reality that was brought to that.
0: I don't care. Like nope, okay, but we'll talk about that then. Whatever. Okay, so yeah so like I said, I think she got that from him. So anyway, so after her Team debacle at <laughs> the grocery store, we see her like at a light, and she sees a, an older gentleman running for the bus, and the bus leaves the guy, and she decides to give this guy George a ride. And let me yeah. tell you, <laughs> I know George had to have you. He had me weak. Like I was, oh my god. <laughs> There is something about that's why I love uh, older people, senior citizens. If being, if I'm being politically correct. They are great. They say whatever the fuck they want to say. They don't care. Like, I mean, yeah. Th- some people may have that level of whatever, but it's something about when an older person does it, because not only do they not care, like, what are you going to do? What are you really going to do to an older person that's talking uh-huh. shit to you? Like, if you even have the thought to harm I mean, she them, like, you're just out. a shitty person. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, she could have put them out, but, I mean, she was trying to be a good person. But when he, when he called her, when he said a, a feminazi? Weak. <laughs> Weak. But and she's giving him this ride and like this is an adventure in itself. He says to her he's talking about some of his friends and what they used to do. Or what And when he said um, we used to do run a whole lot of trains in there and I ain't talking about Amtrak. <laughs> bruh. I was weak. I was like yes George. Um, but he says to her like he's talking about the friends that he's no longer friends with he said I guess I should have known there's always signs that shit ain't gonna last. Ah, When he said that I was like Listen, I've had plenty signs and sometimes they are hard to listen to or pay attention to because you just want what you want. I mean, is that what you like? So that's I guess that's a good perspective or a, a good topic from this episode. when you want something right, when the signs are there, do you take heed to those signs or do you ignore them? Because it sounds like George and his friends were just having a good time and he just didn't take heed to the, to the signs because... They was having a good time and he said he should have known because they were there. You know, that's
1: interesting. I think in the context of friendships when we talk about signs and how you act on them or not, especially when those are leading towards like the end of a friendship, right? Or growing apart. Check out episode three of our podcast. I think that Mm -hmm. it Look. could be harder to directly identify it as that and then at, and then on top of that like act on it because for some people friendships are their longest relationships because of how long they've known mm-hmm. their person how deep they've connected with them in, in and on a multitude of levels and so yeah i think that yeah it's harder to identify it because you're so connected to it right and i don't know i think there's a number of reasons why it's just harder to identify it and then once you do identify it to actually act on it right like to get rid of someone who you've known for 10 plus years, 15 plus years, 20 plus years, 30 plus years, 40 plus years, right? Who's seen you through probably multiple divorces or multiple relationships, you everything. know, through many cheating scandals, through, you know, everything, right? Like
0: family, family things, like fa- personal family life. deaths, yeah. personal life, like, you know, Man.
1: who drove you to go see that family member when that 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 right like right
0: right right anyway it just makes it definitely the, the deeper connection is, yeah so yeah Hard. okay but yeah okay so yes food, agreed God. and it... <sighs> what
1: sorry sorry i picked up this food because it just. Looks
0: and like i good. told you no we just started recording now so you might as well leave that food alone All right, so yes, so George gives her that great advice, and I love... I mean, well, not even advice, but he just drops a little gem on her. And so their little adventure continues. She takes George wherever he needs to go to this random... I I mean, not a random house, because I guess it was his son. Oh, wait, sorry. Just
1: before you do that, sorry. I do think that the way George was talking about it and the way you just described it, right? Like, he was having too much fun to, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes you, you... you're happy with the way it's going, and so you don't want it to change, right? Like, the end is still going to be the end because you're not going to change the way you approach it. I think there's one way to also look at that. Sorry. Huh. It just popped in my head as you were saying it.
0: Okay. You're not, oh, you're not okay, Jim. To- <laughs> okay. <laughs> Brother Aaron. Mm-hmm. Put on his koofy. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, All yeah, right. I just, I don't know. It just makes me think of, like, sometimes relationships... You know, we talk about seasons and reasons, and if you... How much... Cooler or awesome or prophetic or m- much worthwhile how much more can you get out of a situation when you know that the end when you know that there's an end date so you live life and you live that relationship to the fullest versus walking on tippy toes and, and you know trying to you know keep it together i don't know facts when yeah it's really gonna end and you know that the way you're going is like not going to be good for the long term of this relationship like that's you choosing to go balls to the wall for whatever self-serving purpose you have for it and that may not be bad that may be you know your season and what you need to get out of it i don't know
0: whatever that yes yes let me make sure i um pull that clip from this uh episode and save it to my phone okay <laughs> you have to listen back to that remember you said that remember Hope you, you said made that that's when i said it. oh you made sense remember you said it later down the road okay uh and moving on <laughs> Lord, you might have to cut that out. I'm loud. Anyway, moving on. Okay, so now she's dropped off George, and Issa heads to a sip and paint. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Paint and sip. Yes, whatever. <laughs> so, long story short, she meets up with this group of girls who are there celebrating the girl's, um, what is it, bridal, bridal, whatever. It, it's her wedding Kyla weekend. Pratt. <laughs> Kyla Pratt, yes. There we go. Um... Yeah, so she's hanging with them. She shares her little her pinot with them. So they end up like going out to eat, and so you see Issa's like having a good time. Like these girls is like pretty much hyping her up about what she does. Like you know Issa's you feeling plug. good about herself. <laughs> you the plug right?
1: Issa's pinot, feeling good let about me herself. Know. I'm like, uh, is-
0: <laughs> she's so awkward. I love it. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So then we see her go to the restroom with one of the girls, and then all of a sudden the girl gets quiet. I knew I was like, please, please don't tell me that they ghosted her. Like I just couldn't take it. But sure enough, them bitches ghosted her. And yes, I'm calling them them bitches because that was so wrong <laughs> to do that to Issa. Like I don't care if it was your bridal shower, your birth, your uh, engagement, whatever weekend. Like you ain't have to do that to Issa. So right. we see this hilarious scene. Now I will. I'm going to say, you know, even though sometimes I try not to be, uh, I try not to promote or whatever violence but Issa should have really ran up on them bitches and hit that girl over the head with that damn painting like yeah, she that got part found
1: up. <laughs>
0: right because that wasn't really them at the end was it no
1: it wasn't.
0: no okay i didn't think so i didn't think so yes but Issa has this whole vision about doing that so then Issa leads, we see Issa leave from there, and we see her make a phone call, right? So oh, wait, wait, a
1: question. So there was that mm-hmm. scene when they were talking. They were each sort of the three friends were pointing out, like, calling each other out. Mm. And the last one was she made the point where such and such slept with her brother, I think. Oh, yeah. And Callie was like, yeah, I did. I wondered from you, are family members off limits?
0: Yes. Yes. You remember that time I got mad at one of our mutual friends for messing with one, an, another one of our mutual friends' uh, family member? And they weren't even my family member. That's really? Just off- like, Did you get mad? Yes, I was not okay with that. I was not okay with that. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Maybe an <sighs> off the air. Um, but I was not okay with that. And yeah, so, yes, yeah, 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 I no would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I wouldn't want any of them. Because I wouldn't want it to, one, sully my friendship. If you do something wrong, because depending on which family member. And then I think, yes, it may depend on which family member you date, too. Because if it's somebody that I don't even know, that's my cousin or like, yeah, that's my cousin, but I don't talk to them or something like that. I don't care. That's your life. But if it's somebody that I'm like, you know, I have my cousins and we are the three musketeers. They are off limits. My sister is off limits. Like, oh, sisters. Uh, But they're off limits. Like, no, you couldn't date my sister. Like, I would feel some type. We're not crossing those uh, lines. Nah. I'm good. So, yeah, that's how I feel about it. So, ain't no coming back from that. And if she had fucked my brother, then we would have been done. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What about you? I mean, you.
1: (sighs) Are family members off limits? I don't know. That's like, that's on them. It's not a me thing. I think if I'm thinking off the top of my head, I reserve the right to change my mind. Like, I don't really care. Mm,
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs)
1: I don't know. I just feel like I have you know, it's like when I think about the family members that I would even like that I, you know, the, my family, like I just, I trust them enough to be able to make decisions regarding that aspect of their life.
0: Yeah, so. I mean, they can, but you still, we ain't crossing no lines. So it is what it is. You just gonna have to be mad at me. Or we just not talking.
1: If it's somebody I know, I just trust that they're like, you know,
0: oh shit, mm-hmm. anyway. Nah, son, nah. All okay. right. <laughs> so we see Issa make a phone call isa is we don't know who she's talking to who did you think she was calling
1: uh i don't know i didn't think anyone actually Mm -hmm. i don't know if i thought she was calling someone i probably just hoping she won't call in no nigga. so
0: oh i kind of thought she was calling lawrence but
1: no i didn't think that actually i did not think that
0: I did get, you know, I just thought she was calling Lawrence. But we end up seeing that instead of a nigga, she is actually calling her mom. <laughs> and we get to see Tasha Matt. <laughs> yeah, they can. They can. But we end up getting to see Tasha Mizak. Yes. Hey, pow, pow pow. Pow pow pow. It is so funny watching her play like this calm character, this calm mother, after watching her play Malik's uh pow 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 mama for years. Like because she played the you, she's just great. Um, what's her real name? I can't even think of. Oh, Wendy Raquel Robinson. Man, because you know she already had the Regina. Like she was tagged as Regina for the longest time for me. But then after Tasha Mack, boy, ain't no you can't you can't get another Tasha Mack. There's no way you was getting another Tasha Mack. Anyway, so we see Issa and her mom have like this pretty much heart to heart conversation. And I would say for me, it was probably like my favorite part of the episode because. It felt like a healing moment for Issa. She got to talk to her mom, pretty much express how she was feeling. She got some tears out and it is healthy to cry people. It is really healthy to cry. It's better out than in. And she got some acknowledgement from her mom uh, with her mom pretty much telling her, you know, that she admired her for all the things that she did because Issa thought like, pretty much there was something wrong. Cause I think she overheard a conversation and she heard her mom say something about you. She, Issa had her hand in too many pots. So she thought that her mom was putting her down, but that's really not what her mother meant by that. Um, and her mom tells her like, you know, I admire you for going out here and doing this. Uh, also, you know, one of the fu- Some- oh go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say one of the, for me one of the funnier mo- uh, moments of the that conversation was when she told Issa that uh, they were mistakes. Pretty much that she didn't want either one of them, <laughs> They're her kids, but she loved them anyway. They're her biggest, they're her brightest blessings, or something. She said, I don't know. But how did you feel about it?
1: I was gonna say no. I really appreciated that scene. I think it was a nice break from. What we've seen so far, which is a multitude of friends leaning on, like, what it means to have friends as family. And Mm -hmm. so to be able to argue with each other, lean on each other, cry with each other, laugh with each other. And so to me, that was a nice break from that and to tap into something that was more homegrown and rooted to something more connected to, like, you know, your birth. Uh, Someone who knew you beyond that friendship circle. So I really appreciated that. And for those, like, how many people have called their parents, right? Just to... Just to that was my thought. Shoot the just to shoot the mood, sh- you know, just to shoot the breeze. But really, it's almost like a cathartic thing because you're not really tapping into the thing, but you're really tapping into the thing, right? Like how many people have just mm-hmm. called, you know, reached out to a loved one in that way. And so I thought that was sweet. The other thing that I thought was interesting that I saw on social media that made me think was that moment where she talked about. It wasn't that she was thinking that you know it was that her she, she uh where she was speaking to Issa about her as a child having her hand in too many pots, or in a lot of pots, right? She was great at a lot of things. And someone made the notion or pointed out that Issa, that e- who Issa is now, as we see her as present-day adult Issa, shows is the is the result of a child who's really intelligent, artistic, really can sort of achieve great things, but mm-hmm. the path in which they take to adulthood isn't, controlled in a way that allows them to actually d- dig into one thing or two things and really explore. Oh, it. Yeah. So, what you get is a child who doesn't really know where they where their strengths and where they really should double down because they think because they're so good at so many things or because they want to do so many things, they don't really yeah. know what's the thing for them. Did you say me that? that? Correctly. Did, Did that you say me that?
0: Cuz that sounds familiar. Or maybe I just seen it cuz that's a, I mean that sounds familiar. But I and I remember reading that because I agreed with it because I thought to myself like, huh, that's a really interesting view on that. So yeah, I can see that, that is
1: interesting. view. I think there's sometimes, you know, if you, even if, you know, as being a substitute sometimes, or even having work with children and that mm. capacity over a extended period of time. And you can see those that have that single idea of what they want to be when they grow up. And like, they're nurturing that and and it's being nurtured in a way, right. Versus those who one day they want to be this and the next week they want to do this. And they're, and you find their their interest not really being, uh, yeah, nurtured on as on the other child, thing. right? Settled on one thing or digging into one thing or really just uh, uh, creating a boundary that allows them to truly shine, right, in a real way. And yeah, I thought that was just an interesting thing to think about and really I want to dig more into. I really don't have a more of a deeper dialogue for it. I just thought it was something to point out. And yeah,
0: yeah, I feel like I can agree with that because you know. I was a child genius, but that's neither here nor there. No, <laughs> but anyway, I do. I, I agree, and I, I still think I'm a genius. I say it all the time, but you know, so I can agree with what that post said because I remember that. But overall, sorry, yeah, that conversation to me, I, I just when I watched it, I, I felt like I took like a a deep breath, like it was almost like a like a like almost. It was like relieving, you know, because I felt like Issa needed that, and she just. She looked so defeated in the beginning of the episode, you know, and that is just a hard thing to be dealing with. And your mom can sometimes be the best person to talk to and get that comfort, you know. Hmm. And you I love, so? like, I think so. I mean, I think there have been plenty of times. I, well, I, let me say mom figures because I also say you know that that used that for me used to be my grandma. Uh, where I felt like there were there were times where things were just too hard and. I could go to her and have that type of conversation and just feel like I can just let it out, cry to her and, and be feeling better by the time it was over. Okay. So, yeah. So I think, so, yeah, I just think Issa needed that. And I think it was just really nice to see that moment for her. Yes. Yeah, so then we see Issa leave her mother's house. I forgot that was the rest of the episode. <laughs> So then we see Issa leave her mom's house after having this great conversation. It looks like she's feeling better. She then came home to a clean house and realized she ain't got no damn food. <laughs> so has to go out to the little, what is it? Ethiopian spot, I think, that she goes to. Mercat
1: or Mercat or something. something. Mer- yeah, from season yes. one.
0: Okay, yes. So she going up there. She hyped. And she walks up to that door and boom, who's sitting there? Molly, bitch ass. Molly. Yep, this was the I'm place
1: gonna- that I think Molly took her for her birthday in season one.
0: Possibly. I think so. It looked like it. It looked like the same thing. But yes, yeah, so we see Issa walk up to the door. And, oh, I'm sorry. Let me rewind to after Issa left her mom's house. She actually had a conversation with Kelly. Yes. I want to start there. Yes. that This is probably another big moment of the episode for me that, that I want to talk about with perspectives. So... We see Issa leave her mom's house. She, she gets on the phone and calls Kelly because Kelly has left her a couple of messages. Kelly, silly ass talking my some, this is Kelly Nass who's calling like Kelly. <laughs> you called me. <laughs> you called me, girl. And so they are talking and Kelly asked her, have you called Molly yet? And Issa's like, no, like, I, you know, I'm tired of always having to be the one to reach out. And uh, Kelly says, so what you going to do? Like, if y'all don't, if you don't reach out or whatever, so that's just it. Y'all just not going to talk. Let me ask you, should Issa reach... Who should reach out? Let me ask you that. One, who should reach out? Two, how do you feel about someone reaching out? (laughs) Yeah, if that makes sense.
1: I do not know if one person should reach out over the other. I do think that both should get over whatever... Childish, insecure thing is holding them back, whatever is holding them back from reaching out to the other person. Yes,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you're wrong. Um, no, How I'm am I? I what? <laughs> Molly should reach out. That's why. why? Molly should, because re- Molly, even if they both said some messed up stuff at that party, that was Issa's party. Molly should have contained herself. If anything, she needs to reach out. To, even if she don't want to apologize for what was said, she need to apologize for where it was said. Because that was wrong. And if you my best friend and you know how hard I've been working on this, you know how important this was to me, you could have taken your selfish ass somewhere else to have that conversation. Like, come on. I so could also
1: life. make the argument that how you start something is how it goes. Whether or not it should stay that way, Who decide, how do you then decide that that is the moment to switch up what is... like? A standard for that relationship, and Issa pointed out that she always reaches out to Molly. So it's standard in that dynamic for Issa to do the reaching out, whether or not it is her fault.
0: See, and that's a problem uh, Whether too. she bears the be most no of the standard. burden of, blame, of the blame, it shouldn't be no standard in who reaches out. How about either the person that was wrong reaches reaches? Well, you no, know, just the person who was wrong needs to reach out. Why do I need to reach out to you when you practically ruined my event? The end of the night of my event. <sighs>
1: I mean we're still on episode. this episode So I I feel like just thinking about No no, I'm not saying that's like moving on I'm saying like my thoughts as of right now Are different Change based by the end of the second episode But I'll say just sticking with this Because we haven't gotten into it is Molly does not think that she is wrong I don't even think Molly by the end of the episode And sorry this is partly going into the next episode But anyway I don't even think Molly Thinks that the situation is that serious I believe Mm. a part of Molly's thinking is that this is a another moment, another hiccup, another argument in their friendship.
0: Okay. Well that'll be a good transition into And Issa
1: is over it. And Issa is over it. I think that's why he walks away. I think Issa's over it. Like Issa's I don't even know if it's Issa's I think another reason why both people should just everything why I say what I said is because when you listen to Issa, she's not even thinking I don't even think she cares if Molly reaches out at this moment. If she had not have seen her I believe, I mean, which I really just think was like a trigger of, uh, you know, you know, if she hadn't seen Molly, I don't know if that would have even hit her in that way. Right. Like, I believe that when she made that comment to Nansford over the phone, that she was really over it, that she had made that decision in her mind.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's right. Before all of that had even happened at the block party. And so the she blood burning is just mind. kinda like yeah, you're right. It's just
1: these little moments with Molly that catch her, right? Like the 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 wobble which made her tap into her nice side and she you know she might have forgotten everything, but the then food she yeah. hit the fan. She mm-hmm. had already she was dancing, she was dancing in her apartment before she went to go get the food, right? She was in a good spot. And then she went to go get the food and she saw Molly and it's just like a reminder. Like she had moved on. Molly seeing her is just a reminder of what she's moved on from and she's not trying to go back there right or wrong i think that's just where, how she's approaching it which is another reason why she's saying she doesn't need to reach out
0: well good for you Issa, because i don't think you need to reach out either um <sighs> i mean that's where i'm at with the end and apparently that's where Issa is at with it too because we see isa get to the the spot that they like there's molly sitting there Issa hesitates for a minute i thought she was about to go in and then she straight up like nope turned around and walked off and that was the end of episode six what was the title again?
1: Low-key done.
0: Low-key done. And Issa is done. That's what it's looking like. All right. So go ahead and give us the title and synopsis for episode seven. And we're going to jump right into that.
1: Episode seven, Low-key Trippin'. Molly and Andrew take off for their first couple's vacation with Andrew's brother, Victor, and his wife, Lydia. And the trip is smooth sailing until a hotel employee steps out of line. Molly reevaluates her inability to let things go.
0: All right, so let's get into it. So the episode starts off. I'm so glad they started where it started because I wanted to know. And Molly did see Issa. <laughs> and Molly tried to, what did she pick up her phone trying to act as if, you know, she was all uh, booked and busy? Boom, bitch, <laughs> because Issa turned around and didn't even give a damn about you. She turned around and left back out. And Molly had the nerve to look offended you literally just picked up your phone to make yourself look busy as if I you didn't you, see her that's why i
1: didn't think she thought it was that serious i thought she thought it was gonna be like when isa okay. popped up was that season one with those that. cheetos right like that. she just thought yep. it was gonna be like one of those
0: but how could she even think that after the argument that they got into like no, throughout the four seasons that we've been watching this nothing has ever happened between them like that that we've seen for molly to think that it won't go be that serious after a blow up like that if it right. wasn't that serious, then she just should have reached out. But, but I-, I get I get what you're saying because, yeah, she did. I mean, I guess she really thought Issa was going to come in and she did seem uh, upset that Issa didn't come in or offended as if, no, this bitch didn't. But, bitch, no, you didn't. You seen her at the door. That would have been a perfect opportunity for you to get up and go say something that you were sorry. But no. Molly's also used
1: to Issa reaching out and kickstarting the healing process when they have disagreements, arguments, right? Fractures in the friendship. And I think that's what she's also prepared, prepared for. Like she's waiting for Issa to take that first step. So then she can dive in. If I'm also, I'm just reflecting back to like when Issa called her, and she thought that that was Issa extending an olive branch, to like dig into what was going on. It's like she mm-hmm. was ready and open and willing. I think she's just ready for Issa to do her part that she's so used to Issa doing, well, which is why I said I, I don't know if either one should right. Like that's why I don't know if I'd blame either one like you do. I don't say ninety percent Molly. I think I both have a responsibility. I'm
0: not alone. Okay. I'm not alone. I'm not alone.
1: <laughs> there can be more than one fool at the table. No I'm joking. Ah!
0: Well, okay, so we see, again, we see Issa leave, we see Molly be in her feelings, and then we go to Molly's crib, we see Andrew find self chatting it up with his brother, and they're talking about this trip, or talking about see you on the trip, Molly comes in, in typical Molly fashion, um, you know, bringing up Issa, (sighs) and she says something about, didn't she, okay, so she said something about Issa being wrong, or she's not, whatever, because Issa is wrong, and Andrew goes, Hmm. Which to me, even let me know even more. Even Andrew thinks she wrong. Aaron. Even Andrew <laughs> thinks that she's. Wrong, I don't know if he thinks she's wrong or if he
1: thinks that she's over exaggerating. It's not that deep.
0: I think he thinks that she's wrong because it's not all on Issa. But okay, I I digress. So anyway, all,
1: I'm glad you said that it's not all on Issa. Which means there's some of it is on isa
0: oh yeah i mean listen i never said there is 10 percent of isa in there that you know she has <sighs> she to be gone. held accountable for <laughs> <gone>. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we see them they're pretty much talking about this trip they're going to mexico they're packing and molly gets a call or an email letting her know that she has a meeting before the trip so i'm bringing that up i mean i was going to kind of skip around this part but i am bringing it up because we see molly in the office And her assistant, she asked her assistant, why was she just now finding out about the meeting? Her assistant says she's sorry she got the email and I guess she forgot to let Molly know. And Molly kinda has this moment where, you know, she was stern with her. And granted, I I understand and respect it, from a from a professional point of view but I also felt like there was a little projecting in there or a little bit of uh misplaced anger you know what I mean like because yes that's a serious thing and especially because you're throwing me off and I should have already known about this but I feel like Molly is just already angry like there's something you know Molly's already angry and she's Mm -hmm. that doesn't she hasn't resolved things and so it kind of caused her to spaz on her uh assistant but is that I what you, I mean, did you? You agree? Okay. That's I was gonna ask you that. All right. So then we see uh Molly running through the airport. I was weak when Andrew said, Why would you do a 360? Like he's I see you, <laughs> and he's gonna turn all the way around Listen, Molly. And so they get on this uh economy plus flight that Andrew was hype about.
1: Yeah, he is so hype about I he mean, is economy hype plus, and he plus is won't. it is not like look now, don't sleep on mm-hmm. it.
0: Okay, okay learning it, something it, new
1: it does come with all those those things without the actual first class
0: oh man okay well he wanted everything he wanted that blanket so they can get their little freaky sneaky on he wanted the champagne or the drink or whatever it like Andrew wanted everything and so then um oh my god we see Kim Fields I oh, mean, y'all going to Mexico oh and she is only what day was she <laughs> on her divorce day three She was on day three of her divorce. Day three,
1: Regine Hunter.
0: Regine, oh my gosh. Did you break up with the rich guy? The rich, I don't know. I just finished watching Living Single too. We should definitely go back and unpack those episodes. But anyway, so we get to Mexico and Molly and Andrew are talking about the itinerary as they walk up and meet Andrew's brother and his brother's wife. And the brother already has, like, all this shit for them to do. I mean, they just touched down. They got all this stuff. But Molly is kind of like, you know, she just wants to chill. They just got in. And Andrew, you know, makes it known to his brother, like, we're going to do this, this, and this, or whatever. And letting him know, like, it was like a collective, it was like a united front type thing. You know what I mean? Like, it won't know... It won't know, Molly don't want to do this, so we can't do this. It was a united front. Like, hey, we just got in. We need some time to chill. i was like, okay, okay, yes. You know I love a united front. Anyway, um, so they get to the room, and is this the part where they pull out these sex toys? Yes. Yeah, Okay. So they get to the room, and then we see Molly and Andrew pulling out these sex toys. Like, what is happening right now? So, um, he well, was actually, thinking one Molly she yes, was thinking and she another. was thinking another. I was about to say because actually, Molly only pulled out the lingerie, but Andrew then went for the gusto. I was like, okay, Andrew. So we see them get it in, I'm, you know. And I'm going to say. <laughs> And no disrespect to it's because you know, it kills my shit, but the, some of these sex scenes this week was just not it, okay? They just, I don't know. I was—I felt some type of way about them. Like, the one on the balcony was okay, but Molly just wasn't, she won't doing it for me. Like, I don't know. She won't do it for I don't know. Me, what the more the whole did you already do? I don't know. There was something about the whole choking thing that just, I'ma have to...
1: It didn't feel like yeah. a choke.
0: <laughs> it, you know, it won't no, it won't no, it won't no brazers, but <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so question pause question
1: do you think that toys can spice up a relationship between two people who are consistently already having sex
0: yeah i think so because even if y'all i mean if y'all are consistently having sex and even if it's good like sometimes you're gonna want to do something a little different like you may you you tend to when you're having sex with somebody on the regular y'all kind of fall into the same things like into the same positions into the same foreplay so it's fun to like spice it up and do something different
1: and you're not thinking that by adding these types of additions to your sex life that you can that you two can become dependent upon it right and like the normal regular degular even though i that sounds bad anyway who wants that regular degular sex but you know the the sex that's just between two people won't become mundane
0: nah because sometimes you get tired of them toys too or you ain't even trying to put in the work to do all that like that's just you know because you already know what you're getting is gonna be good so let's go with our regular degular if that's what yeah what you call okay. it yeah okay what you think
1: I think that anything that stimulates the body
0: mm-hmm. can be useful
1: is on the table can be used
0: okay yeah to each his own to each its own and it looks like you know they had their own fun okay. now all
1: of it's not for me but
0: <laughs> right. I can
1: see it for other people
0: yeah I mean to, yeah, to each its own there's a some five question like some somewhere
1: within that I gotta think about that
0: oh lord here we go all right, so moving on to the next day, we see Molly and Andrew meet up with Andrew's brother and his wife, and they' about to go on this freaking three mile hike to the top of I don't know what mountain or whatever to see this great view. We see Molly do uh, Molly. We see Molly do some zip lining. Yeah, that's what that's called, right? Zip lining across yep. this little these trees, these mountains. Some shit I would never do because. Mm, 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 i'm not gonna trust that harness and i ain't putting my life at risk maybe it's if it was fun. a shorter distance i think if it was a shorter distance and maybe not over all of that like i would try something like maybe in the wood like these, one of these little things okay something like that there we Doing go it. maybe something like that or bourbon street bourbon street they don't have it in right. bourbon
1: street that was not real
0: i thought they did because i thought somebody else did it now did they i don't know I thought, i'll look last it, saw it said it was
1: real i mean it wasn't real the last i was, I was just no um, it was not, it's not real. okay i'm sitting here trying to think about it like wait a minute it was real and i didn't do it no
0: i mean maybe you just didn't feel like doing it i don't know okay but i mean i may try it if it's over like yeah let's say vegas but not where molly and them were that's not they probably have something
1: right out where you're at too
0: oh i'm sure they do there's always something up here probably ain't open right now coronavirus anyway so shit is real we see we see okay, so yes, Molly and them do the little zip lining thing, and then Molly and Andrew go back to the room. Well, we see them later that night at the room, and they are while they are talking, Andrew says that Nathan called him, so Andrew calls Nathan back, and and I mean Nathan is asking him something about the code or getting the door open or something, and we hear Issa's voice in the background. I was so we was like, oh shit, is that a skip bow? Or it, did she say skip it? Something like that. I don't know. And we see the look on Molly's face. Andrew, he looked up at Molly like, "Oh shit!" And we see the look on Molly's face. So after they get off the phone, they have this conversation, and Molly's like, figures she would be over there with Andrew. I mean, with Nathan. She's calling. She's talking about my drama, and she's back with him after you know, uh, after he goes to her pretty much, or after what happened. Putting and I mean, putting Nathan down in front of Andrew. Molly, like why does Molly
1: Molly's <sighs> just upset? She's hurt. She misses her best friend.
0: She always upset. There's just always some drama with you, anyway.
1: Oh, so I was about to say something. Well, well. Hashtag angry black boy. <laughs> Let me stop Joe.
0: Well, so <laughs> so Nathan I mean sorry. I keep calling him Nathan Andrew. So Andrew and Molly had this conversation. And Molly, I mean, and Andrew kind of tells Molly about Nathan's mental health problems. Like, and the reason that he goes to Issa. And so Molly is looking stupid in the face, as she should be, because she jumped the gun again. And she asked him, did Issa know? He said, I don't know. That's, you know, that's between them. But Issa's not with us on this trip, because if, I'm sorry, I, I know I didn't mention it before, but... Before they left, Issa, I mean, Molly told Andrew that she was not bringing Issa on this trip, but she already has. And I think she was with her the whole time. She just couldn't, whatever. So the next day, we see everybody in the pool, which is Molly, Andrew, and Andrew's sister in law at the time. And somebody splashed something in the sister in law's face, splashed water in the sister in law's face. Molly gets out to get her a towel. And the lady at the resort is tripping, okay? And the reason I say she's tripping, because I'm not saying that she wasn't doing her job, but if the white people in front of me just walked away without having to show their key card, why do I have to show my key card to get a towel? So, Okay, so look, is that what happened?
1: Is that, I didn't, I didn't, I have not gone back and watched it beyond the first time. And so I don't remember if that happened or not.
0: I don't remember seeing the key card. Okay. But I also sure. didn't, like, I feel like I didn't pay attention to that because I was just waiting for Molly to go up there and whatever happens, happens. So, I will make sure I go back and watch. But anyway, as this exchange is going on between her and the towel girl, because Molly is, you know, like, standing up for herself, like, and pretty much kind of going off on a girl, like, you know, you didn't just ask the white couple in front of me for a key card. Why do I have to, you know, use the key card? And so Nathan, sorry, Andrew's brother, I keep calling them each other. Andrew's brother comes up, he shows the hotel lady the key card. And uh, then the lady on top of, okay, because Molly accused her. Well, she didn't necessarily accuse her of being racist, but she said, you didn't ask the white people in front of me for that. And so the girl goes say, well, I don't know what you're trying to say. But then when Andrew's brother showed her the key card, she gonna hand the fucking towel to him instead of Molly. Bitch, he's showing you the key card for me you i'm the one that's standing here asking you for this and then you're gonna try to hand it to him i felt some type of way i was angry for molly she
1: was doing her job
0: aaron aaron so why so why the white people in front of her didn't have to show their key card did she decide not to do her job for the white people and do it for the black people are you serious I
1: just told you what I thought. I didn't see it to know. But if that is well, the case. Well, go watch it. If that, she
0: did, they didn't. They didn't. Okay. If that I is the case. No,
1: then that whole situation is wrong. I'm not saying. Oh, I'm not we, taking away from that. I'm just saying in the moment. I'm just talking about the one part where she gave him the towel. That's the only part I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, boo. And she. He she handed like, her the card. He handed her the card. So for, she Molly. Him the towel.
0: for Molly. For Molly. She knew that. That bitch was just being racist. Anyway, so they get back in, so as they get in the pool, Molly is telling Andrew about what happens, and the brother tries to play devil's advocate, and says, uh, couldn't she have just been doing her job? (sighs) And so then that sparks a whole conversation about race. In the midst of this, I mean, being a serious conversation, can I just say, I was weak at the, uh, the, uh, the wife, because she's like, you know, she's telling him to shut up, and then they, I guess they start talking, they the brothers started talking in their language and Molly says, uh, speak English. And the wife goes, Oh Uh-oh. no. Oh, yes. I was so weak. I was so weak. So in the middle of my, Mo- okay. So Molly then went off like, I mean, and, and rightfully so, because I don't, I, I personally do not like devil's advocate when it comes to racism conversations. Like we're not going to play devil's advocate. no, No, you ain't no devil. You the devil. If you even trying to come to me with this. No. Okay. Let me, let me break. (laughs) So. um, I so didn't see it that way. I just.
1: Okay. Let's let me not, let me not say I so didn't see it that. Wait, are you going to, are you going to keep going?
0: No, you can go ahead. I'm, I'm waiting to hear.
1: I think I've said this before. Probably not on the show. You know, this is very interesting to. Whatever. I I have to be mindful of what I say here. Okay. I think... (laughs) I'm sorry. I just need to get my words right here. Is When you have a conversation about race, I think the starting place from which that conversation happens differs... When it's two people of the same race having it versus two people of different races. And to to your point about Devil's Advocate, I think if Molly was having that conversation with another black person, then the conversation would have went a little differently. Even if it even if at some point escalated to what we saw, it Mm -hmm. would have started a little differently. It would have the starting place would have been a little different, would have would have been different and it possibly would not have. On to the point of Molly making that comment right about your people Andrew. only wanting to you oh, know, your people yes. only wanting to you only to do,
0: do that da-da-da. when it's convenient. You only you're only a person of color when it's convenient to you. So,
1: right like those statements and those things in your ammunition are no longer like usable when you're having it with someone else of the same race. You almost it just requires a different type of thinking and response and different responses. So anyway, that's that that is my point to that is because I don't think he was wrong in I do what he said. I do believe that at a certain point he was not sensitive or aware to
0: And that way that's what makes him wrong. He like just wasn't dude, aware. why are you even why are you even trying to have this conversation with a black woman? Like you don't know what it's like to be a black woman. Well no, like, but I think he's having even... the
1: conversation. I'm not saying he's right, but I'm a, he's also having the conversation from a person of color to, you know, in his mind a person of color. To how about a person?
0: And <laughs> I'm not okay. Okay and so yeah and and like you said molly made the statement while she like in the midst of this in the midst of her being upset that you only choose to be a person of color when it's convenient for you and andrew got offended and she says you're different all
1: of them got offended (gasps) Molly. i mean
0: yes but i i don't care about them i care about andrew but yes they all did and andrew says you know i don't think that way molly goes you're different but how molly like you see that Conversations when you're interracial dating, man. Like it's just certain things you can't say, you can't. There are certain things that are I, things I, that
1: I meant for the kitchen table, yo. That
0: and yes, and I definitely think I felt like Molly was wrong in that situation because if the shoe was on the other foot and Andrew was saying like you're different than the other black women out here, I'm pretty sure she would have got offended. You know, yep. like what are you trying to say? So i that was the probably the only part that I thought Molly was wrong. So. We see this big blow-up. We pretty much see Molly, like, say, fuck you, fuck you to Andrew's brother. Wait, so you think Molly
1: was justified for, like, going off
0: to the degree that she did? What degree did she go to? Like, when she said, fuck you? I mean, I think think at that point, she was just... I think at that point, like, her... Like, she let emotions take over versus the logic. Because I'm pretty sure Molly on any day could hold her on in the argument without it getting to that point. She's an attorney. So she has, she's conditioned to be able to argue her point without letting her emotions get the oh, best yes, of they, her. But I yeah. think, I think that goes to, we've seen Molly throughout the whole episode, right? Like, so not only was it, okay, so we start off with the assistant, you know, like I said, I felt like she just, you know, took out misguided anger. Then we see her with the, um, The girl at the the pool, even though that girl was wrong, there's always a way to handle things. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, sometimes you just have to have that mindset. And I'm not saying that Molly was wrong for how she came at her, but it still could have been handled a different way. That just is what it is. And so, and then we see it boil over when she got into the pool because not only did this girl just piss me off, but now you're questioning the fact that it wasn't something racist when it, it was like, I mean, it is what it is like, no, Molly may not know that girl's mindset, but she knows that how she's, she's being treated differently than the white people in front of her. And that's not okay. So even if the brother, you know, was making, I guess, quote unquote, good points, dude, one, you weren't there. And two, you need to know the whole story. And if, if she's saying, if Molly's telling you the white couple in front of me did not have to show their car, their key card to get a towel Two people. Okay. Two people in front of me did not have to show their key card to get a towel. But the one black girl back here has to show a key card in order to get a towel. That's discrimination right off the top because what is the what is the girl the hotel workers reason for not i mean for making sure molly shows the key card and not the white people other than the color of Molly's skin i mean i can't i can't see anything else with molly that would make her think like no i think you're
1: right i think it's i I think you're right in that statement in that observation there it is about race it's about prejudice prejudice -hmm. prejudice, whatever you know the p word is a part of it
0: okay yeah i mean yes that's what it was so so anyway, I said. So that's I don't know why if I, I call say, I a racist, but I
1: also don't even think that's. The, I also, but I don't, but I also don't think that's relevant.
0: Her, act, was it, her actions were racist, but as oh, so as to Molly, whether Molly was right or wrong, I don't think she was wrong. I think Molly blew up because she has all this misguided anger going on right now, and so I think, like I said, because I think that on a normal day she would have been fine, but. Because all of this is already going on with her and she just boiled over, I think that she just didn't handle it the right way. Even still, like, I don't think that she was wrong because, I mean, uh, shit, Andrew's brother should have stopped pushing too. Like, Andrew had already told him to chill. His wife told him to chill. Why are you still trying to argue the fact of something? Like, why are you trying to tell a black person that something isn't racist? Like, he told me something. You think I don't deal with discrimination? Probably not as much as Molly does. Like, (laughs) but sure, sir, go off. Anyway.
1: I'm not going to play is- the oppression olympics but and I do <sighs> so Please. I'm not going to play the oppression olympics because I just think that that's a that's a there's only one winner in that case. <laughs> so Also, I think Andrew set up front in the beginning of the episode what kind of personality his brother had and who his brother was and I think that was just exhibited in that moment. I, I can't say right or wrong or whether he should or should not have as it relates to how he was approaching it. Now we can argue, we can go back and forth about the the context of it the the conversation around race when they were talking about two people of different races a black woman and Asian American man Asian American is that whatever mm-hmm. uh, but that's not the angle from which I'm thinking about it I yeah I lost my whole thought
0: uh, and... okay I mean no but yeah I, we just have different perspectives I just think that he should like even. Like you said, Andrew told Molly what, how her brother was. Maybe Andrew should have told his brother how Molly is like, maybe you met your match. Like maybe, or maybe he you doesn't just know Molly,
1: them. yo. Like, right. And that's on, another thing. You don't know
0: me to even be having this conversation with me. So fuck you. So yes, Molly would fuck you and walk. I'm talking off. about so. Andrew. Oh, he knows that Molly. I'm sure he knows that Molly. He's seen like he, got a he glimpse just saw of it her. at the black party. Oh, exactly, exactly. He got a glimpse of it at the black party. He's had glimpses of it, like with her and her mood change. And he already, he told her like everything's a problem with you. So he already knew what type of mo- person Molly was. He may not have known the lens that she would go through, but nobody does until they're pushed. Like everybody is a killer. All you gotta mm-hmm. do is push them to the lens. Like you just you just don't know. Like when were we just talking about
1: earlier, seeing the signs, seeing the signs, doing, man, and not, doing, and not doing about it. Right. So he saw the signs.
0: Right. So we're going to see what he going to do about it. So we see. Well, we saw okay. What his so,
1: punk ass did at the end anyway. Oh, uh, uh, punk I ass. Why? Not, are you? Okay. Like, go, wait till you get to that part. Go
0: ahead. Okay. So we move, we move uh, past the pool. So now Molly and Andrew are in the bed together um, and they are like sleeping separately. They don't look like they're this happy couple anymore on this little great vacation. And the next morning we see Molly wake up. Andrew's not there, but he comes in and he brought her a little smoothie or whatever and and told her that they would be spending the day together. She goes and goes... It looks like she goes off on her own. She's walking on a beach. And we see her make a phone call. And it is to Dr. Rhonda. Oh, no. Okay, up.
1: sorry. You skipped past the part before you get into that. What? He came in there. And that's why I said in his punk ass or whatever it was that I said. He pretty much said my brother was totally wrong. You were totally right. Don't let this ruin you know, your time here. I had, you know, I had a chat with him. He sees the air of his ways. And a part of that, I think, was him, like, not putting any... Taking... Not putting... Was any letting Molly, Molly escape. Was letting Molly escape for her part in the situation at hand. And... But now I can see on said... one hand, he saw... I think on one hand, he saw that she was down. And he recognized that, like, that may have been the boiling point of everything that he had been seeing. All those signs that he had missed. Which is what we were talking about. And on the other side of that, too, is, like, he was just abdicating her of any responsibility for what had transpired the other the other night and throwing his brother under the bus. Now, I don't know if that's just the kind of relationship that he has in which, like, they'll still be brothers and they'll rebound and it'll be what it is. It ain't nothing because he's just saying it to his girl. But, like, he totally just made his brother seem like
0: I mean, but like like you said, he had already said that about his brother, one, that his brother could be a bit much. Too, he did. I mean, he said to Molly, he said, you know, we'll we'll address it, you know, we'll talk about it, we'll get through it. Like, I think that was the, I think that was him, like, trying to uh, keep peace while they were still on their trip, knowing that they had to still go back home and that they would still deal with each other. Um, as far as what he said about his brother, because he was like, you know, he's an asshole. I mean, that was just being honest. His brother was being an asshole, regardless of what points he were making and, and if they were right or wrong. Like, he was being an asshole and pursuing the conversation, even after people around him are saying, just leave it alone. And he continued to go. That was an asshole move. And I don't blame uh, Andrew for saying that, but that's just my take on it. That, I mean, that's how I saw it. So, damn, I keep hitting this mic um so, yeah. <laughs> so yes we see molly we see her call dr Rhonda, which means that she may be going back to therapy where she's trying to get back to therapy which we all know that she needs at this point uh not because anything's wrong with her but because she's just been dealing with a lot of emotions and even this episode shows that that she hasn't, un, um, been, dealing she hasn't been dealing with them right like so that's really the bigger thing and we see all this misguided anger that she probably just really needs to go sit down and talk it out so hopefully were you the one who good? earlier
1: said she had not didn't you ask that question like she hadn't seen or mentioned that she hadn't seen there yeah, the yeah, yeah i was like what
0: was her therapy ther- yes yeah. so i said where's her therapist because molly dripping again but now we know so we get back to we get back to la looks like yes we're back in la we see uh regine that found a new boot while she was in mexico i love that part i thought that was so cute to see her kissing somebody i was like yes regine You got yourself together on who knows what day of her divorce (laughs) this was, but she got her a man and Molly and Andrew are about to leave. (laughs) That's the, Hey, Hey, divorce. She done. Low key done. Anyway, Molly and Andrew are about to leave the airport. And who do they bump into? Come on. Yes. Bumped into Lawrence. And so they're pretty much just shooting the shit. Lawrence is talking about, he's coming back from somewhere. Uh,
1: Molly's so awkward.
0: Molly is so awkward. Like, that was weird. But I I was trying to think, like, when is the last time they saw each other? It hasn't been that long. Like, why are you being awkward? But it is what it is. And so they, you know, he tells her he's just coming back from, uh, what is it, San Diego? No. Wherever, Silicon Valley, wherever Silicon Valley is. Um, He's coming back from there. Is it? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I'll find out when I go. And so, uh, they pretty much part ways and we see Lawrence about to walk out and he gets on the phone and it looks like he's leaving a message and he's trying to get up with somebody for drinks. Did you watch the, uh, trailer yet? Yeah, I
1: saw the trailer. (laughs) God damn it!
0: But (laughs) But you know what? So my thought now is that he may feel some type of way about Issa, but I really think Issa is at a different place. And I don't, I don't necessarily know if they're gonna to sleep together now. I think Issa is gonna let him down. And I think he is going to go on, I mean, take his little job out in Silicon Valley. And that may be the end of Lawrence of season four, man. We don't know, I don't know. I'm thinking Lawrence is, you know, exit stage left if him Damn. and Issa don't get back together. And I just don't see that happening, especially because Issa, you know, still chilling with Nansford and maybe she <sighs> just ready to move on.
1: They are exploring that relationship. I don't know. I also think the preview could be slightly a setup or maybe it's because why would they want to uncover that so early? But and maybe it's just I don't know, whatever. If if that's the case, I kind of agree with you up until the point of him taking that job and leaving. I do think that she's moved on in in certain ways, like she has with Molly, like she's had some clarity with her life Mm -hmm. and she's just moving forward like, yeah. Yeah, because I think even in that moment where I said when, when they were what was episode ago, episode and a half ago, the episode before the, uh, the block party where they were at Tiffany's house and they were outside having that conversation. It mm. seemed like he like when he was about to tell her something, it seemed like he was more into it than she was. That she was. Yeah. Uh, in that way. So
0: but um, also take into account that she was still dealing with her block party at the time. So, I mean, maybe her mind just wasn't there. But I still, I mean, that still doesn't and now she make me think to any Nance different. Ah. Yeah. But I, I definitely think it's going to be a moment where she's going to have to really stop and think about what she wants to do if he, you know, confesses his love. But we'll see. We'll see. And that ends episode seven of Insecure. And <laughs> also ends our What Are We Watching mini so this week. We definitely hope you guys enjoyed and we want to hear your feedback about insecure for those hardcore fans out there that watch every Sunday, like we do that be ready to talk about it. Be getting all kind of gems and perspectives from it. We want to know what you guys think as well. So, Make sure you reach out to us on Instagram at aperspective underscore underscore. You can email us, aperspective, no E at the end, at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, A Perspective with Erin and Ashley.
1: And make sure that you tell five people and tell them to tell five people as well. We genuinely appreciate the support that you give us every week. And it's because you're telling five people and telling five people to tell five people who tell five people. I don't even know if I said that right this time. But thank you guys for telling five I, people.
0: <laughs> I counted. That was 25 five people that you just I mean, that was Yes. All y'all 25 people. Y'all better be telling 25 more people. I want to say yes, thank guys. you. Thank you so much. We appreciate it as always. Oh my gosh. Guys, and we hope you have a great week. And remember, if you change your perspective,
1: you can change your outcome. Hey. Bye.
0: Bye. Da, 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 da.